Hello, 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 Mask Off Crown Honors. This is your host, Kiana D, coming at you with another exciting episode of Mask Off Crowns On. We are in May. Oh my gosh, it's five months already into the year of 2022. We just celebrated New Year's. However, for this month, we are talking about mothers and music, mothers and music this month. So for this very first episode, I have my good friend uh, Miracle on with me and we are talking about gentle parenting, gentle parenting and her experiences as a new mother. So please stay tuned because after this quick sponsorship break, I'll be getting straight into the episode. So I am here with a good friend of mine, Miracle. Say hello. Hi. And we're having a great conversation about parenting, motherhood, and about gentle parenting. Um, I had a situation at my school in which I told a parent something that their child had done, um, which wasn't the best choice. However, how that parent reacted, she chose to reach out and slap the young lady slapped the young lady in the face and so now we're sitting here talking about how we felt growing up um with the type of physical abuse we endured even though again in that generation and how generations before that was just considered parenting it wasn't considered abuse it wasn't considered you know traumatizing your child um but yeah so we're in the middle of that discussion and go go ahead um Becoming a new parent, so I'm four months into parenthood, and to be honest, it's like even just recently having that conversation with my brother, it was really difficult to hear him say like, oh, well, I did this to them until I felt like I was okay with what they had done. Mm. And it was like, to me, it clicked in my head, like, why are you proud of this? Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't okay. The only thing that creates is resentment towards you and more of a fear of you instead of like okay this is someone i can come and talk to because the situation was they had run away so instead of you taking a moment to say hey like are y'all okay what's going on that made y'all feel like y'all had to do that Mm -hmm. instead his response was okay let me let me assert my authority and let Mm -hmm. them know like oh i don't play that in this house Mm -hmm. like obviously there was something already wrong for them to feel like they had to leave but Instead of him going back to say, you know what, when I was a child, I didn't like being treated like this. Mm-hmm. So why would I put that new condition and why would I reprogram or recondition my kids with the same thing that I was taught? Mm-hmm. And I know it didn't make me feel good. Exactly. Because we grew up in somewhat the same household, but he, when he, he was he's older than me. So when I was there, he had already left. He had mm-hmm. to leave the home. He didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So then that left me there as this small, vulnerable child to get what they were giving him. Mm-hmm. And then it was more resentment and more anger that was poured onto me because now I have to take on another one of your mom's responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, and for me being so aware, like, like I said, I didn't feel comfortable being treated like I was someone's property. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I wouldn't want to do that to my daughter. And even like I told you, like for me, it's very big for me to have to be able to take a step back and be like, okay, I don't want to do anything to her that I wouldn't want done to me. Because at the end of the day, despite her being a younger child or a younger version of me, it's like, I don't want her to feel what I felt growing up. And mm-hmm. it's literally like... um, someone said to me 
like when you're when you have your first kid you're reparenting yourself mm-hmm. especially if you're a girl and you have a girl and it's just like that's a whole level of re-raising of you because you need to heal those childhood wounds mm-hmm. so you just re-inflicting them it's like you're reliving that trauma all oh. over again and then you're passing it down because that's gonna go to her exactly because even having to make the decision to walk away from her dad because i don't want her growing up with the same fears that i had about oh we're gonna have to leave in the middle of the night because mm-hmm. they're arguing and the police are here mm-hmm. or having to turn the tv up to protect my like younger nephew because we don't want him to hear what's going on in the other room mm-hmm. having that anxiety and then taking that on and taking on relationships that resemble that mm-hmm. i don't want her to have that trauma mm-hmm. i don't want her to have that fear even having to admit that my baby my three well at the time she was two or three months old had anxiety because she had already dealt with so much trauma in the womb and then coming out and having to deal with that like that was not the experience that I wanted for her Mm -hmm. so like I feel like for us to have a different generation because if you look at the way the world is now there's so much just hurt Mm -hmm. and anger and it's coming through as hate and murder and mm-hmm. all of these things mm-hmm. because no one is saying hey let me change it and now it is because thank god for this newer generation of, of people who are able to say hey no 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 enough is enough yeah like listen we might have had no choice but to deal with it but we're gonna speak up for the next generation mm-hmm. and even for our kids and for the ones that can't that are in the midst of it now like it's not okay for you to do these things exactly like exactly mm-mm. because if we don't end the cycle then again the cycle keeps repeating and repeating and repeating until we learn the lesson and it's not and even within this conversation it just clicked and hit me because again as we're going through our own personal cycles you know within our lives everyone's going through something that they have to keep learning keep relearning you know whatever the case may be it is things like this that collectively as a as a human body as a whole we're trying to learn to eradicate these cycles so again we as a whole can heal and that we can have this we can have heaven on earth i Mm -hmm. truly believe we can have heaven on earth because it's a state of mind it is it absolutely Mm -hmm. is but by us continuing to create these again patterns of hurt Mm -hmm. patterns of fear patterns of abuse Mm -hmm. patterns of neglect we're 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 killing ourselves and we're killing the world just as fast just as fast and only because not knowing better. But now we do know better. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my biggest thing. Now we do know better. Mm-hmm. Like, the reason I don't have as much animosity, you know, towards my parenting and, um, mm-hmm. and you know, the things that, you know, again, they mm-hmm. did. It's because, A, at, at the core of it, in my home, it was a balance to where I knew they loved me. I, I, I never had to question whether mm-hmm. my parents loved me. Mm-hmm. Now again and sometimes i laugh at it because mm-hmm. did i have to get a hymn book necessarily thrown across you know the yeah, church like- you know at me no that might have been a little too much right. I, I was a child i was yeah. sleepy i fell asleep in church it happens right. it happens you know so those type of things it's like no we we don't need to re- keep repeating those no. but um and for a lot of us you know again we normalized it because we knew our parents loved us mm-hmm. and so 
because of that, we're like, oh, well, we got raised this way and, mm-hmm. you know, we turned out fine, so let's keep... But, but no. see, that's a conditioned response, too, because how do we know what love was if that's the only version of love that we've been shown? Exactly. Because even for me, what I was dealing with was abuse. Mm-hmm. Not even just physical, sexual abuse, all of it, but because I didn't know any other form of love, I still wanted to be loved by these people who mm-hmm. were hurting me. I still wanted to be approved. I still wanted to be included. I still wanted to be with them. Mm-hmm. And even when I went into foster care, even though it was the best thing for me, I cried because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm being taken away from my family. Mm-hmm. But it was like, but the family are the people who are hurting you the most. And it took so much for me to be like, that's not love. And that's mm-hmm. not the version of love that I want for my life. Mm-hmm. Because then it started to come in relationships. Then it started to come in friendships. And it, it kept repeating. And I'm like, okay, at what point do I get to be happy? Mm-hmm. At what point do I get to really understand what love really looks like? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay, is this really what, like, is this it? Exactly. And from that, which is why, again, the whole self-love thing mm-hmm. is so big, because like you said, we didn't know what love was, so how can we even love on ourselves properly mm-hmm. enough to love on somebody else when I'm mm-hmm. still, again, creating that version of what do I feel mm-hmm. love is? What is mm-hmm. love? And that's honestly the core of every issue, honestly, mm-hmm. if, we, if we put it out there. Because we're trying to figure it out. What mm-hmm. is love? And when I continue to return to the word or, you know, books mm-hmm. that I study and, you know, anything that talks about the divine, mm-hmm. he truly does show us what real mm-hmm. love is. Mm-hmm. Compassionate, forgiveness, mm-hmm. um, Again, long-suffering, all of those traits that God has are in us. We have the capability of loving, but because our knowledge of love became so broken and screwed over the years, then now we got to get out all this junk in order for our heart to be free and clear again. Mm-hmm. Just like, cause just like your little here, she came, yeah, she came out just full of love, peace, exactly. joy, happiness, ready to say, "Hey, I'm here." Right. I'm here everything world. is hilarious and funny. And even when I find myself getting frustrated with her, it's like she's a baby. And a lot of us are so wounded as an inner, our inner child is so wounded. And I literally say our shadow side Mm -hmm. is our wounded inner child Mm -hmm. because they're one and the same. It's your shadow is just something that wants to be seen, heard, Mm -hmm. felt, expressed. But it's like having to understand, like we were never really allowed to do the things that kids do. Just like you said, I was at church. I was sleepy. Mm -hmm. My body told me to sleep. So I listened to it. We were literally taught to go against our own selves at all times. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like me trying not to do that to her because I want her to live the fullest expression of herself. Exactly. And like even talking to someone today and this person that I talked to, like we've discussed them, but mm-hmm. it felt like they have a very closed mind at times mm-hmm. and even having to say like, just because someone doesn't do what you think is the right thing to do and how you see it doesn't mean anything. Well, I just won't be around it. That's fine. Because when you're going, they're still going to live the best expression of them. And whether you look at it or not, they're still going to do what's best for them which is Mm -hmm. that that's what you should encourage people to do Mm -hmm. at the end of the day no matter what what makes you happy Mm -hmm. what makes you feel good it's different if they're like oh i want to go out here and murder people that makes me happy well i don't think you should do that that that's what we need to can we talk about this for a second (laughs) like i think you might need to go to counseling for that let's let's talk but uh (laughs) if you just if you want to date girls or you want to do that's your business Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. god didn't put me here to tell you what you should and should not be doing that's his job that's, he didn't put me here to say, 
And that's the thing. That's the argument because they're like, oh, well, God put you out here to preach the word. He put me out here to preach the word, not condemn people for his word. Exactly. Like, mm-mm. And that's where and that's where we forget the difference. Because even in the Bible times, he, he said, all the time, I came to heal those who are lost. Mm-hmm. He never he didn't come to condemn nobody. He right. didn't, look. I love the story of the um the woman who got caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. And I said all the time, he who is without sin, please cast your first stone. Right. I tell you, unless you have lived a perfect mm-hmm. life, which what is that? Mm-hmm. And to me, that is whatever we live in and express it anyway, because it's meant for us to go through these experiences mm-hmm. anyway, to learn, to become ourselves. So if I'm living exactly what I came here mm-hmm. to do, who are you to tell me different? Mm-hmm. First of all, because was you up there with the maker when he when he when me and him had this discussion? Right. Because oh, hey, I, I'm coming back to do this because doesn't it saying he knew you before you were even in your mother's womb? Hello. So he knew everything. He gave you options but, to see what you was gonna do, but he knew what was gonna but, happen no matter what choice you make. And, and he either still way, said, he's still yeah, gonna I be beside you, you. Hello. Either way, he's like, I'm still going to love you. I sent my son ahead of you millions the trillions ahead of you to say hey i know you're gonna mess up i know you're gonna make mistakes i know that you're not perfect so i'm gonna send him so you know that no matter what you do you are forgiven and you are loved hello hello and until we start expressing that with ourselves and with each other mm-hmm. we're not we're still not living the fullness of what he what he gave mm-hmm. his life for and even he gave Jesus his life for perfect. us to be free. Exactly. And a lot of people use it. Well, Jesus didn't do this. Jesus was not perfect. He had anger. He was in the flipping tables and whooping. Hello. <laughs> like, and, that, and the money changes. What? Right. He got angry too. Because these are things that when you come here, you decide that you're going to do the human experience. That was the thing. Jesus came from heaven, mm-hmm. but he knew that he was here to live the human experience and he knew what his path was. Exactly. And he didn't come here to judge nobody else for their path. Exactly. And then at the end of the day, we, according to the Bible that we read, we don't know what happened between the ages of, what, 2 and 33, right. 30, when he came back out for his ministry. Right. We don't know his ups and downs. They don't talk about that. What? They don't talk about when he came back. We don't back. know none of his growing pains. <laughs> we know it's, none of that. Because I'm pretty sure he had moments even before he went where he was like, dang, I really don't want to die, but I know what I came here to do. Like, God, you sure, Daddy, this is what I'm supposed to do? Hello. Like, even when he came back, I'm sure he struggled because now you're reborn. Mm-hmm. So now you're a whole new person. Exactly. And it's just like, mm-mm. look at him. Hi, beautiful. <laughs> look, okay. <laughs> um, for all the listeners out there, her young baby is here too. Yes. So she's in the midst of our conversation. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh-oh. Now, now she want to get a little fussy. Yeah. Look. But I think but- trying to find love is what sent me on this journey. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, when so before I moved here, um, before I moved here, like it was a realization to me that I had never experienced love in my life. I had been in a relationship with the same person since I was in middle school, but I could not ha- could not say that I had experienced love. I was depressed. I was angry. I was in a very toxic place, and it was like literally when I started going down that rabbit hole of okay self-love oh what is meditation oh what are crystals all these different things what it really brought me back to is oh what do I need to heal 
And it was like, once I asked that question, oh, Lord. Hello. Everything in my life literally fell apart. I lost my car. I lost my job. I lost my dad. I lost my house. I lost my relationship. Everything. And then it was like, even when I was in that dark spot, it was like, that's when I came up with, even with my brand, Self Love Goddess. It was because like, okay, I don't know about self-love. So how can I learn about it? And how can I take other people on a journey to learn it with me? Mm -hmm. Because... I don't know how to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, even now, like, even having to learn certain things because I have a daughter now. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I have to keep myself up. I have to, like, I don't know nothing about makeup. I don't know nothing. Like, (laughs) I'm just learning how to dress right. Like, I didn't grow up with that type of feminine energy in Mm -hmm. my life. So, my divine feminine was completely trash. She didn't know what to do. So I was always in a masculine energy, but you can't be masculine and nurture a child. Exactly. So even becoming pregnant, my whole pregnancy, and Mrs. Soya, you know, she mm-hmm. constantly got on me like, you need to be resting. You're supposed to be. And I'm like, no, I got to work. I got to work. I got to do this. I got to do that. And mm-hmm. it's like, you're not in the energy that you're supposed to be in. Because mm-hmm. this is the time where you should be tapping into that energy. This is the time where you should be taking the time to heal. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't. Because I didn't know how. I didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until she got closer to coming that I started like, okay, I want to be a better parent to her. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want her to hurt like how I'm hurting right now. I literally, the day before she was born, sat in my garage and cried for hours. Was she? <laughs> 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 Sorry, y'all. The baby was oh. giving me kisses, <laughs> and they was tickling. Look, <laughs> they tickling me. But it, exactly, I mean, that's what started me as well. Cause realizing that I do want children one day, and I do want to, you know, be the best version of myself when that happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lot. And like I said, working. Honestly, you know what? Yeah, me being a teacher, me working with kids, working, that's what first, first started me. Because, again, you can see everything clear as day by watching our youth. You, you watch our youth, you see the state of our world. Because, again, these are the babies that's growing up to be our future leaders. And that's what scared me. Because I'm going to work every day, and these babies are angry. They hurt. They depressed already. Already talking, coming, talking about suicidal thoughts. And then I teach elementary school. I've been there. When I was seven years old, I wanted to. I tried to kill myself, actually. And I ended up having to go to... Um, to like the savannah's hospital i don't know mm-hmm. what it's called here but where i was mm-hmm. it was called savannah's and even begging them like don't make me go back mm-hmm. like i'll be here for the rest of my life if i can mm-hmm. because i don't want to be alive if this is what i have to deal with and that was at seven years old mm-hmm. i don't remember my what age i was at the earliest but i remember being young as well and just thinking oh i can cut myself right now and no mm-hmm. nobody would care you know i could i could die right now and no you know nobody would know nobody would care and you know, and I, like, as I grew up, you know, it kind of got masked and thrown into, you know, the things I was doing. And, you know, I just mm-hmm. grew up. And then it wasn't until after graduation and mm-hmm. college graduation mm-hmm. that literally everything that had been bubbling under the surface came out. Mm-hmm. That's when I, again, tried to commit suicide myself. That's mm-hmm. when, yeah, <laughs> that's when everything came to the surface. It was like... I never addressed the fact that, you know, I had been molested until then. Like, never even talked about it. Never. None of that. Um, So, all of these things 
again, I'm at work. I'm, 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 I'm at this time I was teaching preschool and mm-hmm. in the middle of the day for no reason, mm-hmm. I'm bust not crying with the kids. Like they will be playing. I'm sitting there on the floor bawling my eyes out, mm-hmm. not even know why I was so hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what initially started the journey. And then when I met, you know, Dr. Soye as well and came to the social circle group, mm-hmm. then that's what, you know, brought more knowledge and awareness to of how to heal. You know what I'm saying? And again, going down the road, road of meditation and journaling and crystals and, you know, all that good stuff. Because, you know, growing up, all they tell you to do is pray about it, which is we, we prayer definitely works, but pray. It's, it's stuff that goes along with prayer that they don't teach you about. Mm-hmm. They call that evil. Mm-hmm. But it's like. Is it though? Exactly. If my intention is to heal and to be a better human being and to be as love and light or whatever they want to call mm-hmm. it, if, if my intention is to be the best version of myself, how is that evil? Exactly. Because that's what God sends you to do because you're here as a living expression of him. Mm-hmm. So are you really expressing God when you're depressed, when you're angry, when you're in lack, when you're not in the best version of yourself? Mm-hmm. What are you truly expressing? Exactly. That God doesn't provide, that God doesn't heal because he does all of those he, things. Absolutely. So, it and even for me coming to the sister circle, you were, I met you before <laughs> I met, you know. Exactly. So it was like even just seeing people, black women, beautiful black women who mm-hmm. were out here deciding okay i'm gonna heal i had never seen that Mm -hmm. before me too never i had never seen it and it was just like okay and it's funny because i got her card and her number when i first moved here i didn't come i moved here in july Mm -hmm. and i don't think i came to the sister circle till december wow yeah okay because i I was afraid i was like what what? do what because and it was the lady when i went in because I was just learning about meditation and mm-hmm. crystals and all of that. And she, I came in and I was, I, got a, I was looking for a book or something. And she was like, I think that this lady would be able to help you. I think you should go to her sister circle. She holds mm-hmm. them on this day. And I just kept it and I used it as a bookmark. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, because I didn't have yeah. the courage. Mm-hmm. I was like, am I really ready for this? Mm-hmm. Like, am I really ready to, to take this next step? Mm-hmm. And I had just moved here. I had nobody here. Mm-hmm. I moved here by myself. I just up and moved because I had already lost so much. Like, everything was stripped away from me. So, it was like, then meeting you. And then even, I had a conversation with you about my sexuality because I was afraid to go and have sex. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I <laughs> And I'm like, I I'm 20, what, I was 24, right. 25 at the yeah. time. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. And you're mm-hmm. like, no, like live your life. Right. Be the best for expression. Like this is normal. And for me, it felt like such a bad thing to do. Mm-hmm. It felt like, because I had been taught like sin. And then mm-hmm. even it's like, okay, how am I going to talk to my daughter about sex? But let her know, like, there's nothing bad about it, but also like make sure you're doing it because you enjoy it and not just because you feel like you're obligated to because that had been my experience so Mm -hmm. I went from that to completely shut down Mm -hmm. and then feeling like I had done something wrong Mm -hmm. but it was a it was a response to all the trauma that I had experienced Mm -hmm. so I didn't know what to do and then being able to have that conversation with you and having so many other women back you up like girl no you are grown if you don't live like you grown (laughs) like what (laughs) 
But that again, and then that's even the divine timeness of of, and that's why I love the Lord because mm-hmm. even in that, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that if I would have met you at your, at, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I would have that that 25 me, 21 mm-hmm. to 25 me, wouldn't have been able to tell you that. Mm-hmm. But because I had been through my experience and mm-hmm. I had to learn to not shoot because I was, and that was another thing. I mm-hmm. felt so ashamed for being sexually mm-hmm. active. I felt so ashamed for all these things mm-hmm. that I was doing because, again, like you said, yeah. I'm thinking it's a sin and, you know, now my life is cursed because, right. you know, I I'm out here. Hated me. It, mm-hmm. Like, I was the worst person mm-hmm. alive. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Like, God made a, a huge mistake when he made me. I felt that. And so, to, to get from that to now, shoot. Can't nobody tell me nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, yeah. Because even before when I was... Because before I moved here, I worked with teenagers at the Boys and Girls Club. And I feel like... Because I had already started my spiritual journey at that point. But I was stuck between, okay, am I ready to move? (laughs) And this this conversation must be therapeutic for her. (laughs) But it was like, even being like, okay, am I ready to move? Am I ready? What am I ready to do? Mm -hmm. And then working with these young girls who, who just had such pain and were literally going through all the things that I went through. And I think that was probably the first time in my life because they had all started following my Mm -hmm. page and stuff. And I was speaking about it. And then it was like, for me that was confirmation and like everything that you've been through it wasn't for no reason Mm -hmm. everything that i put you through everything it was so that you can help others get through it and i was like god you really are amazing Mm -hmm. because i could have easily just took that and been like you know what my life isn't worth anything but it was like it took me working with kids kids like you said they will teach you about yourself Mm -hmm. Because it was like even having one little girl who, I'm not going to call her a little girl. She was a teenager, but to me, she's a little girl. Like, who reminded me so much of myself, but had, she had so much pain and she was dealing with the same things that I dealt with. And being able to just like talk to her. And even now that she just had a daughter, say, if you need me, you call me because I know how hard it was. Mm-hmm. Even when I first had her, I had horrible postpartum depression. Because I didn't feel like I was prepared for her. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had gotten myself into this horrible relationship. I had put her into this family that's going to be broken because her dad doesn't understand love because of his childhood mm-hmm. traumas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how am I going to do this for her? Like, what, like, literally, she was only maybe three days old. And I sat right here on this couch and I boo-hoo cried. And I was like, I can't do this. Even to the point of texting my best friend, like, if something happens to me, promise me you'll take care of my daughter. Because I was just so done. And I felt like I was going through what I had already thought that I worked through. Like, losing my car all over again. Not knowing how I'm going to provide all over again. And just, like, it, it makes me emotional because I'm like, when I say God has provided every single thing that I've needed for her, mm-hmm. she hasn't wanted for anything. Exactly. And I was so scared. And I was like, even at first me thinking like, I'm not going to have her because what can I do for her? Mm-hmm. I had literally, when I found out I had her, I had just lost my first client that I had for my business. I didn't have any other clients lined up. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I had literally, I, I didn't have nothing. I was mm-hmm. renting a room. And I'm like, how am I going to take care of a child in a room? Mm -hmm. Like, this was not my plan. This was not how I was going to make it happen when I had a child. Mm -hmm. But it was like, 
even though the journey to getting where I am right now in this moment with her, with her dad, with everything, I would not, I don't regret any of it because now I'm becoming the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. Like a person who I never thought I could be. Even just in this couple of months where I finally made, I had the courage to finally walk away from a relationship that I knew wasn't working for me. Mm-hmm. Where normally I would stay and I would deal with it and I would keep getting hurt and I would keep being disappointed and I would keep being Ooh, everything. You to the choir, honey. Like, it yep. was literally like, I have to be an example of a mom for her because do I, would I want her to deal with somebody that did this to her? Like, would I tell her, no, just stay. Like, it's okay, it'll get better. No, I'd be like, if you don't break, you can come stay here. If you don't Bring leave him, as a matter of fact, I'm going to come get you. And I'm going to swing on him because he tried you. Like, hello. And it's like, who do you want your daughter to see? Mm-hmm. Like, I know a lot of people are probably, and I know that this year has probably, these past two or three years has probably taken a lot of people by surprise. Because mm-hmm. these babies are coming out like clockwork. Well, I mean, but it, it balances. And it, you can equate because mm-hmm. just as many babies have been born, that's people how many are people. passing. But it's because Lord life. knows I never expected to lose my mama last, right. you know, in 2020. So I'm just like, and it was, mm-hmm. and, and even some of the big names, it was people yeah. leaving left and right. It's, mm-hmm. It was not a week that you can go by without somebody saying somebody had died right. or passed or, and it was mm-hmm. like, wow. But you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Cause now that I even think about it, when I was in the hospital with my mom for them last few weeks, every day going up there to visit her. It was still people in there going to the maternity ward, mm-hmm. coming in and out with new babies. Mm-hmm. So, girl, I'm telling you, it was that, new life. God it's is so that, good. I'm that's that's you. all we can again continue mm-hmm. to say because, and that's where mm-hmm. I learned to surrender mm-hmm. through the passing of my mother. Yeah, I learned to just surrender to the process because, mm-hmm. like we just said. It all works out. Even the pain, even the tears, it all serves a purpose. It all serves a purpose. Um, I ended up going out last night on a whim, and I was sitting, you know, sitting there at one of my little local bars. I like to go mm-hmm. to um, the Corona Lounge, mm-hmm. and you know, just sitting there smoking my little cigar, drinking my little drink, and it was a guy next to me, and he had been there for a while, and you know, we just end up he yeah. started a conversation with me and whatever, but. He ended up telling me how um, he was having suicidal thoughts and didn't know if he wanted to be here. And, and like we got into a long conversation because he had turned his phone off. He wanted to talk to his friends. None of that. But by the time we got through talking, he ended up turning his phone on, talking to his friends so they could come get him. And he was just like, thank you. I got the courage to keep going now because I met you. Thank you for sharing your story. And it's just like, it's moments like that. It's just like, you know what? In spite of it all, mm-hmm. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Because mm-hmm. I was supposed to talk to that man yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be with you today. Mm-hmm. And for us to end up having yeah. this conversation, like, it's all meant to be. And if I, again, continue to just surrender and trust mm-hmm. that process, everything else will just flow mm-hmm. and line into place. Because it's even, like, when you first originally reached out to me, and when you were like, you know, if you need anything, let me know. I can mm-hmm. come over and I was in such a dark place at that point because of everything that was going on and feeling inadequate with being a mom and dealing with all the transition that came along with it, plus the hormonal imbalances. 
that nobody tells you about. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, pregnancy is such a beautiful thing. And it is. Mm-hmm. It is. But it's a scary thing if you don't have a support system, mm-hmm. especially when you first have that baby. Because not only is your mind going through all of these different chemical changes, your body is, your body's not the same as it was. And mm-hmm. not even just on a physical sense, internally. Mm-hmm. It was like I was in such a dark place. And then dealing with someone who had no idea what it took to be a parent so having a a person here and still having everything being put on you by yourself it was like being afraid to ask for help because I'm like how do I say that I don't know how to be a mom yet Mm -hmm. even though it's like you never had to be a mom how would you how would you know how to do it like (laughs) it's like riding a bike get on the first time you're gonna fall a few times until you learn how to ride you know get them pedals going but it was like even not having my mom and it was like even for me that was probably the hardest having a baby was the hardest for me because my dad was my best friend Mm -hmm. like my mom never knew how to be a mom because no one ever showed her how to be a mom and she never had to suck it up like I did and become a mom she had the option to but she never took that option Mm -hmm. but it was like really missing my dad at this time because I'm like he'll never get to hold her he'll never get to see her like my best friend will never get to experience her even though I know he's always around always Mm -hmm. but it was just like even having my own mom not here to nurture me during the time when I needed her the most Mm -hmm. like she came here to watch her be born and then she was gone like a couple days later and that was the time that I needed her Mm -hmm. because after I had her I had to go back to the hospital Mm -hmm. not because of her but because I ended up having another complication so it was like I had to go to the hospital Mm -hmm. and then not even being able to sit to breastfeed her because I was in so much pain not knowing it was like it was so hard Mm -hmm. and like crying like when I I cried I constantly was crying like even to the point of going to the hospital and then coming out and my car was going like because I was I needed a car so I went to a janky place and they just wait for you and I it was like for me I felt so powerless I'm like this is the type of life I'm gonna be giving my daughter like God I don't understand like how am I supposed to do this and that was the night that I sat on the couch and told my best friend, like, if something happened to me, like, I couldn't do anything but just cry. Mm-hmm. I cried that whole night because I didn't understand, like, how could this happen to me? How could I have a baby by someone who does the things that they do? How could, and I had worked so hard to never, and then even mm-hmm. me, for some reason in my head, still telling me, oh, no, 25, 26 is too young to have a baby. I'm a grown woman. Mm-hmm. Like, but never feeling like I left that, that childhood state of trauma. Mm-hmm. So it was just like all of those things. Like it was like feeling like saying, hey, I need help. Mm-hmm. Felt like me saying, okay, I failed already. As a parent, mm-hmm. as a mother. Like, but honestly, you were. So it was my friend Naomi and then it was you. You two are probably and then my friend Amber came too, but she just had a baby too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like if it wasn't for you guys and then even like the person who I like Miss Sarah I talk to her every single day. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't for that, I don't know what would have happened. Because I was in such a dark place. I didn't feel like I had a support system. I didn't feel like I had anyone until I realized, hey, you do have people that are trying to be there, but you're shutting them out. Even the first time you just coming and sitting and talking with me and seeing how much my daughter loved you, that was huge for me because she don't like people. 
So I remember you telling me. <laughs> like, she does not like people. So I'm like, how am I supposed to do this? Like, mm-hmm. even when you came the other night and you fell asleep, you guys, I was like, okay, well, I can go to sleep because I know she good. And mm-hmm. I went to sleep too, but it was nice to know, like, I have a village. Mm-hmm. Even if my village isn't a village village, I still got a village. Hello. Like, you just... That and I'm so, so glad to, to hear that. I'm so <laughs> glad to hear that because um, even you know before we came, I'm like mm-hmm. she she know I'm, I'm here like yeah. and now you really know and that's and that you yeah. know and, and that's always my thing. Words are meaningless unless you show action, and I'm always about action. So when you said you you wanted some company, yeah. I can always be that. What you mean? That ain't nothing. <laughs> Ugh, that ain't nothing. What is that? Yeah. You know. So, and I've enjoyed every time because, again, <laughs> just now, her, her little one laying on my lap. She done yes. went back to sleep. We were scared of when we, um, when I first got here. So, she right. she was crying when she woke up. But she, she back now. She back down. But, but it's just knowing that I have someone in my life that I feel safe. Like, if mm-hmm. I was to say, hey, can you watch her for me for an hour or two? I wouldn't be stressed out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm more afraid to send her to daycare. And they're supposed to be doing this. Exactly. But it was just like, because, and that's another thing, too, that I have to, like, even in therapy, talking to my therapist, mm-hmm. like, I have so much anxiety around parenthood, not because of anything that she's doing or parenting in a sense, but how can I trust other people? The people who were supposed to love me were the people that hurt me. Mm-hmm. The people who you would never think were the people that were hurting me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how can I trust her anywhere? Exactly. So exactly. it was just like, how can I trust her anywhere? How can I trust her with somebody? Even just with having that fear because things that her dad has said and spoke out into the atmosphere and having to like pray against that. Like, God, you know, like, mm-hmm. please protect her. Watch over her. Like, I pray over her every night. Mm-hmm. I pray over this house. I pray over her because I can't imagine my life without her at this point. And to think that I ever was like, I couldn't, I can't do this. I'm not going to have her. I will make a way for this child. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like and you do just, it. You do it well. Like, you can tell. And and that was the crazy part for me when you said that she didn't like me. Because, again, beyond mm-hmm. the little, the initial, she was a little uh-uh. But mm-hmm. after a few minutes, she was normal. Yeah. She was playing. She was laughing. She doesn't do and, that often. <laughs> Because look at her, and then it's like me also having to understand, look at her first experiences here. Even when she was developing in my stomach, look at the experiences that mm-hmm. she had. Constantly hearing yelling, screaming, fighting, crying, me crying, telling her I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't have a good experience. Mm-hmm. And then especially with males, because seeing her dad do the things that he was doing was like, all right, nope, I don't. Mm-hmm. So... She's and then that just shows standoffish. you again about energy and vibrations mm-hmm. and how powerful they truly are which is why i always at least try to be conscientious of what i'm putting out there because yes it does like i'll be having certain conversations with certain people and it'll oh it'll trigger me and like my whole insides be shaking and I'm, i just had a conversation like that with the, with my brother like mm-hmm. what i was telling you like that shook me to my core like yes. no <sighs> but it's definitely a growing process and you are a beautiful, beautiful mother. You have a gorgeous daughter. And she's so sweet. So I just I'm just glad that 
God kept you exactly where you needed to be and brought exactly who you needed when you needed us because at the end of the day, we do. We got each other. Like, every time I come over here, you, I, I love just being around your spirit. You know, we always have good conversations. <laughs> and I just, we've all, like, yeah. ever since we first met, our right. energy is always aligned. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's just a beautiful journey for both of us. And I appreciate being, being in her like, life. Right, because, and it means so much to me because... She is, like, I know you probably won't believe it because how she is with you. She's very standoffish to wow. people. She will cry. She will be like, mommy, come get me. Like, she, how she's relaxed enough to just sleep with you, that's not a thing for her. Wow. Like, she will stare you down and let you know, like, <laughs> I ain't smiling for you. Look, I ain't talking to you. That's why I was even laughing when she started kissing my little yeah. arm. I'm like, oh, look at my mama. Because so, you're consistent in her life, too. Like, she's like, okay, I know I see her at least once a week now. Right. <laughs> like, that's my she auntie. might change her hair, but I right. know. I know. I'm that's here. why I had to take the hat off. I'm like, wait, like, you see me? Right. It's, it's me. It's me. Because <laughs> at first she was like, hold on, wait, right. wait, wait, wait. Who is this? <laughs> Every time I see you, do something different with your hair now. <laughs> and it's so true. So, so true. Look, grown people still get confused. They're like, didn't you just... Right. Look, don't worry about it. Don't worry don't about you, it. Just, <laughs> don't think it's too hard. Y'all yeah, still the same person. I'm still the same person. So... <laughs> so but yes. And I know you're going to be an amazing mom. Because just seeing how you interact with her, like, you are so loving and kind. And, like, that's what makes me happy because I know, okay, I'm a gentle parenter. Mm-hmm. So I know that, okay, my child's going to be okay with her. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you're going to be an amazing mom. I just know. Thank you. Thank I'm like, literally, I had to do some grief therapy and counseling for myself this morning because. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to this guy that's not quite working out um, mm-hmm. because he's not ready. He's not like mm-hmm. he's, he's actually a really good guy, but he's just not ready for that stage in his life. And so, and I get it, but it was a grief, you know, a grieving moment for me because it's like, dang, it's, you know, I got so much yeah. love to give. You oh, know, it's like, it. I'm so ready for my family. And it's like, but God saying, I got you. I got you. So I just had to, you know, again, go through my process of relieving this moment, you know, and just still continue to encourage myself that it's going to happen. And one it day is. I'm going to have my little twins and we're going to go out on little um, double dates and your, um, now to go play right. my little babies and we're going to have a good time. But, yeah. but trust it because even with her, she was, and that's why her middle name is divine because she was supposed to be here, her, this child. Mm-hmm. And even for me to have her with her dad, like my cousin, um, I don't know if I told you the story, but my cousin called me like after I had her. She was like, you know, you're supposed to have her. And she was like, not just the baby, but her. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, remember when we were kids? Oh, yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Right. And you said that you were going to name your daughter Nala mm-hmm. and your son Malachi. And you were going to name your daughter Nala because she reminded Simba that he was a king. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we were children. And her name was supposed to be Amaya. <laughs> Hello. And if it wasn't for her dad, her name wouldn't have been Nala. He named her Nala. Wow. So it was like everything was in divine order. And it was like even with to the point where I dreamed about her. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. I never dreamed about kids a day in my life. Wow. And it was with her dad. And it, the situation might not have worked out how I seen it in the dream. And who, I don't know what God do because he do his own mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I don't even question him no more. <laughs> but it was just like... I had never had kids about it, like dreams about a kid before ever mm-hmm. in my life. Like how most people, are, oh, I dreamed about when my kids. Mm-hmm. No, never. So 
it was like I dreamed of her. And this was uh, two years before. This was actually right after I met you. Like when I went to Baltimore, when I was in Baltimore and we were sleeping, we were uh. asleep. And I had a dream about her that felt so real. Wow. And it was funny because nobody knows this, but we were actually trying to have a kid then. And it didn't work. Like I couldn't have one. And then another year went by and we kind of stopped talking. We fell off. And then um, we got back in communication in 20, 2021, I think, mm-hmm. at the beginning of 2021 in February. And um, it was literally like, I didn't think I could have kids because right. when we tried and nothing happened, I was like, okay, so the doctors were right. I can't have kids. Right. Like, And then I was like, I don't want kids. I don't want to do this. I just, I was at a point in my life where I was like, I just want to focus on myself. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I didn't think that I could have kids and then to find out that I was pregnant and then also at a point in my life where I was like okay I don't think I want to be in a relationship either like I had kind of given up on those things mm-hmm. because I was just so in a self in a place where I'm like okay I just want to take care of me mm-hmm. but it was just I forgot what I was even going with but it was but just the divine like, it was so that. yeah mm-hmm. it was so in alignment mm-hmm. because one I and I wanted a family so bad and that's why I'm like I just I'm trusting God in all of this because she was supposed to be here Mm -hmm. and so and so I'm I'm trusting that she's here so there's a bigger plan absolutely and so I'm gonna say that when it's time you'll know Mm -hmm. because I knew I was pregnant Mm -hmm. but I was in denial because I didn't think I could get pregnant. I'm like, there's no way. I just kept telling myself, I'm just sleepy because mm-hmm. I worked so much and I had just lost a job and I was depressed maybe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I know, I know. And mm-hmm. I knew that it was going to happen. And it was weird mm-hmm. because it was like, I could tell you the exact day because I wasn't yeah. having sex before that. I wasn't doing right. anything. So I could tell you the exact day and I'm like, as wow. much stuff as we went through, she was supposed to be here because she wouldn't have made. Like, if she was supposed to be here, she wouldn't have made it. Exactly. Because I, you're not supposed to do yoni steams while you're pregnant. When you first start to, because I did yoni, I didn't know. Wow. So, by this, and I found out on April Fool's, <laughs> and even going into the store, because Mrs. Soy, she's like, "Is there anything you want to tell me?" And I'm like, "No, we talk every day. What am I, What else am I supposed course, to tell you?" Of, of course, course right. she knew. Of and the thing, I'm like, why you ain't warned me? Because you knew before I even had the intercourse to have the and baby. Only because of her. That's why I am real confirmed on the fact that it is going to happen one day. You yeah. know, I get a little shaky because um, she was telling me how she had a dream that she was at my wedding and all this. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Listen. <laughs> and she talking about, I seen the baby flying around you when you came to see me. Well, why you ain't say nothing? Because we wouldn't have been in this situation. <laughs> I was upset right then. I'm like, she was like, I knew it. And I'm like... No, and she kept saying, "Is there anything else you want to tell me?" No, we don't talk. We talk every day. What else I'm supposed to tell you? I don't gave you the update, and she was just waiting for. I guess me, and she thought that I was afraid to tell her. And I'm like, "No, I didn't know. Why, Why you ain't tell me?" <laughs> like if you had a feeling of uh, vision, rather sure. right? So, and she was oh. just like, and even her being the first person that found out because she was on the phone with me when I took the test and I was like why did it happen so it was like the pee touched the stick and the thing said positive <laughs> it was it was just the last wow. test in the whole store 
I was like, as soon as I walked in the store, and I was like, do you guys have any tests? And she was like, yeah, go back there. She was like, oh, like talking to me. And then I get back there, one test in the whole entire wow. store. I was like, oh, I'm pregnant. What? <laughs> Oh no! Before he even took it, which is why it turned so fast. You already knew too, so it's like, why she even peeing on me? But if you need, if you need me to turn blue, let me turn blue for you. So you. I was like, what? And even it's funny because when I tell you, everything comes full circle. Mm -hmm. Even right before I had her, because I had already moved from Kissimmee, but I was dropping my client off, and this was like a month or so before I had her. Mm So I stopped at the dollar store that she worked at. Who's to say? I didn't think she would still be working there mm-hmm. or be working there on that day because I never seen her again mm-hmm. after that, even though I live right up the street. Right. I seen her and I was like, I was pregnant. And she was like, oh my God, who I never thought that I would have seen you again. Wow. Oh my God. Like, I was like, <laughs> wow. Listen. Again. All is in divine time. Tell me about it. All is in divine time. Mean. Oh my God. And my goal was 30. I was like, all right, God, so 30. And he was like, mm, how about we just kind of cut that right down? You know, you 25. Now you might as well just go on ahead. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. Look at you. Oh, but okay, guys, I'm going to get ready to end this recording. But just know all month long, you are going to continue to have conversations about mothers, parenting. Um, There are going to be some musical episodes thrown in this month because we are talking about mothers and music all month of May. I love you guys. Stay tuned for another episode of Mask Off Crowns On. So that's a wrap on this very first episode of May, Gentle Parenting with Miracle. I hope you guys enjoyed the discussion. It was real. It was raw. And as always, unedited. So please stay tuned for more episodes of Mask Off Crowns On. If you would like to be a guest or just would like to give a comment, question, concern, whatever the case may be, you can find me at maskoff underscore crowns on on Gmail. I mean, (laughs) maskoff underscore crowns on on IG as well as Facebook. And you can also email me at maskoffcrownson at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you and thank you so much for supporting and listening. Stay tuned till the next episode.